Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee, so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. I am Dory. And here it is. It's it's another Sunday and it's uh, just about time to pre-order those books. Have you pre-ordered your book? Oh, please pre-order your book. Let's let's make 2021 a summer to remember. <laughs> um, you know what is a cool thing that my publisher told me? What? They said that based on the information that they have from the pre-order incentive campaign where, you know, people could submit their pre-order number and listen to the bonus podcast or the happy hour what do you want to do Bo is bored and wants to leave Bo is like if i have to listen to this freaking podcast one more time (laughs) he's like where's the dog cast just open the door let him skedaddle he can come in and out i don't care if the door's open i think the mic's gonna pick it up she's she left Bo followed behind Unclear. I asked her to open the door because she's closest to it. It's a sliding door. 
when I'd have to have, I don't know that I could have even gotten there. How long until he starts barking? To do what? Come back in? No, no, no. At someone walking by. Oh, the second someone walks by. It's yeah. fine. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what I was going to say. Oh, you know what? Let me let me just preface this by saying that if you have pre-ordered, I appreciate you no matter what, no matter where you pre-ordered from or right. in any format. But what I was going to say is my publisher was very pleased that so many of the pre-orders have come from independent bookstores. Oh, well, that's nice. People are supporting their local indies. That's great. Isn't that cool? That's what they said based on the numbers? Yeah, because um, when you submitted your like order number for the pre-order incentive, you had to say where you bought it from. I see. I thought you were going to say, based on pre-order numbers, I am the next Michael Crichton. Mm, I mean, not yet. Okay. Well, hello. Help Dory become I, Michael Crichton. Should I write a satire called Jurassic Bark? No, you shouldn't because that was left to Mad Magazine in 1993. So, Oh, I should go back in time and write for Mad Magazine in 1993. Uh, I don't know what... I wonder what it was. I wonder what the Mad Magazine Jurassic Park parody was. Mm. Um, so you can also... Another thing you can do is go to the link in the show notes, the Eventbrite link in the show notes. It's also on my website, dory com, And you can get a ticket to the two-night Thanks for Waiting launch event, which is on June 28th and 29th. I'm especially excited about a conversation I'm going to be having with Elizabeth Holmes of So Many Thoughts, which is her commentary on royal fashion. Um, But she struggled with infertility, did IVF for her three children, and we are going to be in conversation about infertility. So I'm really looking forward to that one. Um, You don't have to buy the book to come to the event. Anyone can come. It's free. There's a live stream. It'll be great. You do have to register though. Um, But if you do choose to buy the ticket, you get a signed hardcover copy of the book from an independent bookstore here in LA. You also get to participate in the chat that is going on during the event and the Q&A. And there will be a special after party just for ticket holders, paid ticket holders. When does that kick off? June 28th. At what time? At 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Oh, perfect. That's great. Yeah. Everybody who pre-ordered and signed up for the incentive of... excellent adventure extra podcast that's tomorrow yeah or I'd, today depending on when you're probably listening to today this, or yesterday or in the past sometime <laughs> it's monday the 14th at 5 p.m pacific 8 p.m eastern that seems to someone seems to have decided that that's like the magic time to get people on both coasts well yeah nine's too late yeah you know five o'clock uh, i'll just stay at my desk right i guess that's how it goes Except no one's at their... Well, I guess people are going back to the office. People are at their desks. A lot of people are upset about going back to their offices. That's true. Oh, and you know what else? No, I don't. Thanks for Waiting was chosen as one of the best books of June by Apple Books. Way to go, Apple Books. Thank you. Um, Did I know that? I knew that. You told me that. I think I told you that. Yeah. So... Wait, did they they do that based on a pre... like Like a galley? Do they read them? No. They must. I don't think they. Just... I bet they're like, mm, what? What are people pre-ordering? Oh, that's going to be one of the best. No, I have to imagine that that's the case, honey. Wow, that's kind of a diss. 
Is it? Yeah. Oh, I was just saying that it was doing well in pre-orders. It's, it's basically saying like your book could be trash. It doesn't matter. Not what I was not saying like, at all. Not like they read your galley and they thought it was really good, which would be like a more complimentary thing to say. Sure. Okay. So I messed that up. Yeah. I mean, what else? What I mean, just I just find it hard to believe that somebody's out there at Apple reading books. Of course they are. What? That's like literally their job. Someone's job is to read books for Apple? Yes. That doesn't exist. Whose job is that? You don't know anything about publishing, so. No, but I used to work for Apple. So? You don't work for Apple Books. It didn't exist. Well, exactly. There was a, there was a bookshop. There was a bookstore inside One Infinite Loop. <laughs> What'd they sell? Steve a lot of, Jobs like, was... a lot of programming books. And, oh. no, Steve was alive when I was there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cut me in line for sushi. Wow. And he paid in cash. Hmm. And he had a Bank of America debit card, business debit card. Oh, you really spied on him. Well, I mean, it just like I was like, what is the what is the one of the richest guys on the planet's wallet look like? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. And like I also was like, Do you just you're Steve Jobs and everyone knows you're Steve Jobs and you just take the sushi and go? Apparently no. No. You get in line and you pay with everyone. You know what? Else. I respect that. As do I. He got it himself too. It wasn't like an assistant got oh, it for wow. him or anything like that, you know. I'll tell you, that would not happen in Hollywood. Holly weird. <laughs> you think Ted Sarandos or whatever his name is? The Ted head, Sarandos, yeah. Head of Netflix is yeah. going to the cafeteria and getting his own sushi? Oh, good question. But I'll tell you, if they had if, if if Netflix had a Cafe Max. They have a really nice um cafeteria. Is it good food? I've been there, yeah. It's well, really good. Maybe food. he does. Yeah, I don't know. The Cafe Max oh, but you know what? Really Their food is free. Whose is? Netflix's. Oh. Steve wasn't having that. Yeah, <laughs> apparently. I wonder if that's changed because I feel like Google and like a lot of those tech companies, like one of the perks that they offer is right. free food. Well, I mean, maybe someone could answer. I'll tell you where it was not free. The Condé Nast cafeteria. I, I've been. And it was not free. Yes. Someone paid for it. I remember that. Yes. A couple times I've been to that cafeteria. You know, it was the saddest corporate cafeteria that I have ever Let's hear in. it. Saddest corporate cafes. Newsweek. Newsweek. You are the saddest corporate cafe. I mean, this was probably, you know, <laughs> seven, <laughs> seven offices ago. This was in 2006 when yeah. I was interning for Slate, which was then owned by Newsweek mm-hmm. or the Washington Post Interactive, which like some there was some Newsweek connection. Anyway, you could go to the cafeteria up on the like 12th floor or whatever yeah. and, and get like really sad like frozen sort of looking pizza i will say i think lunch in oh and York. a panini a panini that oh, was their big sure. thing and you had to pay for it someone someone bought a 20 dollar panini press yes and, <laughs> Just and made those happen for you paninis. on white bread mm-hmm. um no i don't i feel like lunch in new york is like so hit or miss well if you work in midtown Yes. There's so many places that are like specifically lunch places for office workers who have all like been really struggling over the last like year and a half because no one's been in their offices. Like there's this whole ecosystem of like like ballparks moving, you know, when when baseball strikes happen or, or, or football strikes and there are no games and there's all these restaurants and stuff around the stadiums that like depended on the stadiums to be full of people. Yes. Yeah. So... Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens with all those. So like, that's why no one's going back to offices. 
All those branches of sweet green and what have you. All those sweet green branches. That is interesting. You know, just salad. I wonder if that place still exists. They really got eclipsed by sweet green. Last time I was walking in New York, I was like, there were like two or three like lunch spots like that. Yeah. That were, that were vacant, like that were salad places that were gone. I feel like salad, there was like a salad satur- oversaturation. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but like the bodega that, that cooks hot food, they seem to still thrive in that market, weirdly. Well, because it's usually pretty cheap, and they, I wonder if they still have the buffets at the bodegas. I doubt it. Because that was well, another right big now. office worker thing, the like deli buffet. Yeah. I never, I actually I did them a couple times, but it wasn't really my thing. Sony Cafeteria is not great. Mm-hmm. The and not free. Nope, not free. But you get a discount with your badge. Oh. <laughs> then there's an executive dining room. Oh. It's actually in front of everybody. Oh. And just to the right. The only difference that I can tell is there are waiters and tablecloths. It's the same fucking food. Mm. So, whatever. Hmm. Um, Interesting. Who would be on the lot without a badge? Who would be on the lot without a badge? Anybody who had just a name tag, you know, all the visitors. Oh, but like, wouldn't they usually be with someone with a badge who could like be buying them lunch? Probably. Mm. <laughs> it just seems weird to me. Like, why not just have the food discounted? Why go through the whole rigmarole of having it be a badge situation? Like, how many people are not badge holders? I don't Probably know. like 3%. I'll bring this up to Tom Sony when I get a chance. Look, I'm just saying... <laughs> I like efficiency, and it feels like that is an inefficiency. Well, I'll again, I'll tell Tom Sony. There was always a fictional guy, Tom Sony, that I would say, mm. I'm going to go talk to Tom. Okay. Tom Sony. Is he like Tom My- MySpace Tom? No. Tom Sony uh, is the uh, 85th generation of Sony. <laughs> cool. From a... From a very high, uh, very powerful Japanese family. Oh, okay. Cool. And he spends time at the Sony lot sometimes. Of course, yes. When he's not trying to figure out how to make CD players come back. Mm. That's a hard um, job. It is. Uh, yes. Lots of lunch talk. Don't know how we ended up there. But here we are. <sighs> Oh, we were talking about Apple Books. Yeah, I do miss. I miss. I miss the idea of New York. I wonder what it's like right now. I think it's like full on hedonistic party. What? Yes, I think. What are you talking about? I think. I think if you're in your twenties right now in New York, yes, you are like partying. Why? What makes you say that? Because everyone's vaccinated. Yep. Things are open. Yep. It's like people are calling it hot vac summer. Hot vac summer. Yep. Wow. Yeah. It's like it's like the reverse of like when what were they calling it when you had to pair up with somebody? Cuffing season? No, for the pandemic, you had to find your. Oh. There was a name for it. You had to uh, find your. Yeah, your um. Winter. Find your winter. I believe it was no. called. Remember that? Really? Yeah. No, I don't remember this. It was an NPR story. Where the, the, oh. uh, whatever. Anyway, so it's like you find that one person you can tolerate and and right. stay there together during the quarantine. Mm. 
And now that's now that we're everyone's free. It's right. Hedonistic. And All right. See you later. Everyone's yeah. <laughs> seems to be what you're telling me. Just kidding. Um. Yeah, I think New York is like a party right now. Yeah. Well. But probably not for people like us. Thanks you know? for not inviting us. Old people. Yet again. We're very old. You hate leaving the house. But I will. I wonder if you lived in New York if you'd leave the house more. I mean, in New York, I'm never where I'm sleeping. I know, but that's because you're visiting. I know. But also, like, although, I don't know, I could see, I could definitely, I get the whole vibe of, like, I'm not going to Midtown right now. Yeah. Like, I get the whole vibe of, like, I'm already in Brooklyn. It's not yes, happening. exactly. Yeah. It's also, like, any place that you kind of, like, romanticize eventually loses its allure in a way. Like, it becomes just, it becomes just another place. Like, it becomes where just where you live. Yeah. Maybe that's, maybe that's cynical. No, I mean, I get it. It's, like, it's always weird to, like, see, you know, tourists in L.A. It's, like, what are you doing here? It's horrible here. Go home. You can go somewhere where it's less hot and cleaner. Um, yeah, I don't know. You want to see handprints in the cement? Go to Disney Hollywood Studios. <laughs> They've got a great Grauman's Chinese theater. Um, well, listen, before we take a break, just going to remind everyone that we do have a Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash excellent adventure. Our website is excellentadventure.com. We do have a Patreon at patreon.com slash excellentadventure where we do two bonus episodes a month and you also get your name read on the podcast each month if you support us at the $5 level or above. And our email is dorymatt at gmail.com or mattanddorygmail.com. Our phone number where you can also text us is 413-461-BABY. We did not get a ton of messages this week, so... So that email address was just read, so do it. Because, you know, when we stop getting messages, it makes me think... People don't care about this podcast anymore. Yes, but this always tends to happen in like the first weeks of summer. Remember, mm. like people start to go away vaguely, and then they catch yes, up, yes, and then yes. and then it's just the, it's just the natural podcast dip. Yeah. Uh, as far as listeners, so anyway, back to the old that uh, Dory. I think you're a little more clever uh, than I think. What is uh, it's ham fisted? I would say the 1993 Mad Magazine. Jurass has had it. Park. What? I mean, I don't even like. I'm it's like, like not even a pun. Yeah, I don't. I don't really. I mean, it's no. It's no Magnum Pu. <laughs> that's a. That's a Mad Magazine one. So. Hmm. All right. Well, I'll get to work on my Jurassic Bark parody. Uh. Please do. I'm very like that is so. It's like that's after you, after genuinely you, terrible. You kind of mocked me. I did, but like now I'm like, why? Now you're like, my wife is actually a genius. So why, why, why is this? Why is this what it was? What a dumb. Jurassic has had it park. All right, Dick DeBartolo. If you're listening to the podcast, please write in. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. Oh, okay. Um, uh, hang on. I don't know. Wait, now we'll be right back. Yeah, now we'll be right back. I need a... 
I came back so we could have a clean. We'll be right back. And Dory's not happy about it. She said, oh, God. No, I said, oh, God, because I could tell you were annoyed about having to redo it. Well, I mean, look, every time we go to break, an angel gets its wings. We'll be right back. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love, anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher, like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet, not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. All right, we're back. Hello. No more impressed by bad magazines (laughs) stuff. Anyway. 
That was more of a cracked. I used to read cracked. Oh, sure. Um, cracked really had its day. It did have its day. And then the website had its day for a second. Yeah, and a it did. When I first started at BuzzFeed, cracked was like neck and neck almost with BuzzFeed. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it was like similar sort of yeah. vibe. Remember they like did like a video about Back to the Future that got a lot of views that like almost was verbatim my article I wrote for Nerdist. <gasps> that is rude. Yeah, I mean, look. What are you going to do? That's the internet. It's true. All right. Let's kick things off with an email from Emma. Okay, Emma, what's up? Hi, Matt, Dory, Henry, and Bo. Hope y'all are doing well in California. I'm a listener who wrote in asking for advice on balancing a positive outlook and managing my expectations with IVF. I also have a dog who looks like a small version of Bo, if that rings any bells. Your spot-on advice has come in handy during a canceled transfer in January, poor lining, a canceled transfer in February, unprecedented Texas winter storms, Yeehaw. and a failed transfer in March. Of course, we were sad, but thanks to y'all and our plan we developed on your advice, we now are just along for the process and are starting our second retrieval cycle this month. That's great. Dory, I'm so excited to hear your conversation with Elizabeth Holmes, as I know you've both been through this many times. I am excited about this, too. Wait, Elizabeth Holmes is a IVFer? Yeah. Oh. That's, that's why I'm talking to her about infertility. I don't know. I don't know her. She does a Instagram called So Many Thoughts. Not Elizabeth Holmes of Theranos. <laughs> Not that Elizabeth Holmes. Right. It's a source of great confusion for many people. I'm so sorry that that name now is taken from her. Yeah. I mean, I guess she could use her husband's name if she wanted to. I think I would. Like, if I was like, if Matt Myra suddenly there was a Matt Myra out there who was like responsible for some crazy fraud. I'd be like, hmm. You'd become Matt Shafrir. I'd be like, I'd be like, I'd be like, I think I'm finally gonna take that stage name. <laughs> <laughs> what would your stage name be? Oh, it'd probably be Meyer. Oh, Matt Meyer. Then people would always Myers. assume you were Jewish. Okay, people already do. I know. What's the difference? I'm saying like there would be no question in people's oh, minds. Okay, if you were Matt Meyer. Okay. Anyway, sorry, sorry, Emma. I'm writing in with some PIO shot advice, or as, or PIO, as our caller last week said. And to answer Matt's question, yes, a Theragun works. Mm. We have an off-brand Theragun type thing to use after cycling. And when our nurse mentioned that massage would help, we thought we'd try it. We used it on slash around the injection site for about a minute after the shots. Some nights it was pretty sore, but I think it helped disperse the oil as I didn't get any lumps. That's great. I also didn't get pregnant. So we only used PIO for a couple of weeks versus months, but it was definitely part of our routine. In my experience, the PIO shots themselves weren't too bad once you got over the psychological needle factor, but the estrogen shots, also intramuscular, definitely stung to me, but neither were unmanageable. Another yes. Matt, you do have listeners who play golf, oh, albeit badly. Me too. We've gotten into a Sunday afternoon, Sunday late afternoon gin and tonic golf kick lately. And it's been the perfect way to welcome longer days and to relish the child-free things we're able to do while we can. Uh, if, if suddenly the world was like, hey, you can have late afternoon golf, uh, I'd be like, wow, 
This is amazing. But wouldn't it be too hot for you? No, like right now. Oh, this is evening golf. Yeah, but it's like, you know, once you start at that last tee time, it's 640. That's true. Oh, I guess it is 8. What is the time? It's 757. It's almost 8, and it's still pretty light out. Well, Ugh. we are almost at the longest day of the year. Oh, if Henry would go to bed earlier or much later. Also, uh, wait, sorry. Um, finally, Dory, let us know if you do watch House. I loved it when it was out, and I'm curious if it holds up in the 2020s. Thank you, and looking forward to the live pod and book, of course. Emma, in 2,400-ish square feet in Dallas, one husband and one mini bow dog. Zero hot dogs in 2021, but I'm going to a Rangers game in a few weeks, so that will be rectified soon. Excellent. Good old uh, ball field at Arlington, where it's sure to be humid and 900 <laughs> degrees. Uh, um, Emma, thank you for your note and i'm glad that our advice helped you that 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 makes me feel good that that helped and but i'm sorry that your your transfer didn't work and you have had all these annoying delays and stuff um so we're thinking of you guys and i also love your attitude about relishing the child-free things you can do while you can I mean, for sure. I don't, you know, I remember I went out one I went out for drinks with Mosier and Jonah not long before Henry was born. And I remembered thinking this will never happen again cuz I'm going to have to be home. But I cherished it. I mean, you can leave. I can't leave. Yes, you can. What are you talking about? Like, if you for bedtime, no, I can't be gone. If you said, if you said, "Hey, I want to meet a couple of friends for a drink tonight at like seven thirty, I'd be that's like, "That's the thing, right?" What if I said I want to do it at six? Then I'd be like, "Okay, like you." You would say no. No, I wouldn't. You would resent it, Matt. You were gone when you were working. You but made that, bedtime maybe once a week. That was working though. That's so different. It's, it's different now to do it by choice is different. If you did it every night, I would be like, no, this is annoying. Uh-huh. If you did it like once in a while, I'd be fine with that because well, I would expect the same like for me. If, well, you get the you get that. I know. So that's what I'm but saying. I don't. I don't know. You don't like to leave. I don't like to leave, but I'd love to. There have been a number of times where I've seen like a 640 tea time and I've been like, ugh. I wish. Okay. If you want to occasionally do a 640 tea time, you can do that. Well, we'll see someday. Well, don't wait too long. I've just never been, I've never, I've never been, I've never been around, meaning in the state of California, for Henry's bedtime and missed it unless I was working. Fact. If you want to do the occasional 640 tea But time, you know what's crazy? He doesn't care. No, he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't even care when I'm not there. No, I know. He didn't. No, I know. He's like, bye. Yeah. Now what are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> what a weird... What a, what a, we, why do we care? These kids, they don't care about us. I mean, I think he does care. Like, all of this cumulative time that we spend with him is makes an impact on him sure you know yeah but like he's more upset if like 
he can't go out. He can't throw a can in the trash. Like he's more upset about that than if one of us is not there. Yeah, for but I think there's a. There's and yet like, we put so much. Uh, you but know. I think that that example of like throwing a can in the trash that's kind of like an immediate reaction to something. Whereas yeah. I'm saying the cumulative effect of us being there for bedtime mm-hmm. every night makes him have like a secure attachment. It makes him know that, like, we're there for him. Like, these are kind of the big long-term things that make right. a difference. Right. That's all I'm saying. I just want him to be aware enough to be able to go to a golf range or course. But, you know, I also, now that I'm thinking about it, I wonder if part of the reason why it doesn't upset him too much if one of us is not there for bedtime is because we are there so much. You know what I mean? Like... He's like, I know they'll be back. Like, it's not like a mm. huge deal. I mean, it's always funny in the morning when I wake him, when I go get him or, you know, after a nap and like, you can see his little brain try to process. Oh, it's dad. Hmm. Yeah. But when I go to get him in the morning without fail, the first thing he says is Dita, Dita, Dita. He never says mama. So. So obviously. He knows where you are, <laughs> which is usually <laughs> in bed. Yeah, it's true. And I say, Mama's sleeping. Um, anyway, it was an interesting digression. Yeah. This is what happens when you people don't write emails. We're filling time with nonsense. Is it nonsense? Though? I feel like we're going to have people writing and being like, that was your best episode in a long time. Oh, they won't. Okay. You're right. Please don't. <laughs> All right. Um, let's hear a voicemail, shall we? Holy shit. You weren't kidding. There's two emails in here. Yeah, there's really not a lot of emails. No, no. There's there's a difference between not a lot and two. <laughs> well, there's some voicemails. <laughs> I mean, what? People, what is happening? This is what I'm saying. You don't have any old ones in the tank we never used? <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe. Oh, I'll look. Anyway, you have a voicemail. Yeah. Hey, Matt, Dory, Henry, both Ron from Karen Crow, Louisiana. I was calling because I heard you guys talking about the young lady who had, in her response to another question from last week, said about the blood uh, mixing during a C-section, and that could cause some issues, and Matt was questioning, even though you made the blood, if that could cause problems. And I actually had some information kind of related to that. My wife is RH negative. She is an A-negative blood type. I am A-positive. And she was told, her mother was told actually at birth because she is negative, that she had to make sure she informed her doctor uh, if she ever had children because you can't mix the two blood types. Uh, negative can be given to positive, but positive cannot be given to negative. It can, or I might have that backwards. But the uh, every time she's been pregnant, she had to get a Rogam shot. I believe during and after Rogaine? the pregnancy, Rogaine. Like pregnancy before oh. she was released from the hospital, she got a Rogaine shot every time to cause uh, to keep the body from attacking any future fetuses. And the doctor always told her, if you don't plan on having any more kids, go ahead. Don't worry about taking the shot. If there's even a small inkling, make sure you take the shot. And, uh, you know, we definitely make sure we took the shot just to be careful. Uh, thank God. Uh, so, you know, just want to let you guys know. Uh, this is Ron, Karen Crow, 2,350 square feet, five beds, three baths. And? Got uh, eight kids. There it is. Dogs, two cats, 
Uh, don't know how many kids hot dogs kids have had. I finally had my first two as a actually a double hot dog, one bun, two hot dogs. Delicious. And um, another kid on the way in January. So what? I hope you guys have Ron. a great day. Thanks. Unbelievable. Wow, he really snuck that in, didn't he? I mean, to be so fertile. <laughs> the land pour forth for Ron. I mean, wow, nine children. Look, good on you, I guess, for 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 being able to a come up with that many names. That's a lot of names. And b, um, I mean, I mean, they're approaching like Duggar territory. How many how many bedtimes do you have to be there for? What's that schedule like? Well, I believe he once wrote in about um, their house. Yes. I think in the they, bathroom, yeah, like, cycling. But they moved to a new house, right. like they in their old house. I think there's only one bathroom, right? But their new house is bigger, but still, I think it's only four bedrooms, maybe five bedrooms. Five bedrooms. Said, yeah. Okay, so people, I mean, so people it's, it's are sharing rooms. Beds, yeah. yeah, I had bunk beds. I shared a room with my brother for a long time. Hmm. I shared a room with my brother until I was five. I was probably similar age. I don't remember. I remember the bunk beds. Yeah, we had bunk beds too. Yeah, bunk beds are great. Honey, I think we should get bunk beds. Well, too bad Henry will never have a sibling to share a room with and have bunk beds. No, no, I was saying you and I should get bunk beds. Oh, that's fun. Top bunk? I'd have to take the top bunk because yeah, you were night terrors. Exactly. I can never sleep on the top bunk. Yeah, you know, the way you jump out. Yeah. Like a, like and a. I'd break my neck. Be like, ah, the roof needs its medicine. But you know what would happen is if if I was on the bottom bunk, You'd I hit would. Your head. Yes, exactly. Yeah, of so course. I don't think bunk beds are a good choice for All me. All right, bunk beds are out. Yeah. Um, oh, Ron, um, call back. Hey guys, it's Ron from Karen Crow again. I forgot to actually mention that the reason that it was also important each time was that all of my children are a positive, like I am. So the positive Whoa. can't mix with the negative. The negative would have attacked the positive fetus and probably ended in a miscarriage. Or I think it definitely ended in a miscarriage from what I understand, which is why it was important to get the Rogan shot each time. Uh, so just thanks. Bye. <laughs> I mean, look, wow. I love a follow-up. Wow. Thank you, Ron. Rodan? Rogan? I think Rogan. Rodan isn't... isn't... Rodan and Fields? No, Godzilla's um, enemy oh. or friend, depending on when we're watching it. Um, well, you know, I think we're going to take another short break. Okay, we'll be right back because we all have much email left. Okay, BRB. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello. Hello. What's the other thing that might happen, Dory? Um, I was just going to say the other thing that might happen is people might write in and be like, this is a much better length for your show, like a shorter show. Oh, hey. If anyone thinks that the shorter length is better, let us know. Yeah. We're happy to do a shorter show. Let us know show. in the comments. Hit the bell icon. 
Um, all right. This email is from Beth. Hi, Matt and Dory. I'm Beth and a newish listener. I started listening in February of this year as I was doing my first IVF cycle. I'll admit my listening history hasn't been linear, but it has really helped me navigate the world of IVF. So for that, I thank you. I had my first egg retrieval on March 3rd of 2021. And because I'm 40, my clinic required that I have a mammogram before my transfer. Three mammogram appointments later, it was in, indeed abnormal and I needed a biopsy on one of my breasts. The day we found out that neither of our two embryos were genetically normal was the same day I found out that I needed the breast biopsy. It was like an emotional punch in the tit and a kick in the crotch all in the same day. Thanks, universe. Good news, though. I don't have cancer, but I ended up needing a lumpectomy. What I ended up having is something called a radial scar, which actually isn't a scar at all, but it resembles scar tissue under a microscope, hence the name. I was told that it puts me at a higher risk for breast cancer, and my surgeon recommended me having it removed since my husband and I were actively pursuing IVF and trying to get pregnant. I had the surgery on May 12th and thankfully recovered very quickly. Now it's the beginning of June, and we are jumping right into another IVF cycle. The setback from all the boob stuff was so frustrating to me that I just wanted to jump on the IVF train ASAP. My question is, am I jumping into another IVF cycle too soon after breast surgery? Just putting out a boob signal to see if any other eggheads have experienced anything similar. I'm very hard, sorry to hear about your recent beta results. My heart truly broke for the both of you. Can't wait for thanks for waiting, as I am a fellow late bloomer. All the best, Beth in Chicago with 1,350 square feet, one husband, and two cats. Hot dogs have been plentiful living in Chicago. <laughs> Everything but relish for me and for the hubs, a disgusting amount of ketchup, which is blasphemous, but Ugh. I guess he gets a pass coming from Kansas City. Ketchup. On a dog. Ugh, can you imagine? Ugh. I don't mind ketchup on a dog. I do. Get it out of here, ketchup. Then you don't have to eat my dog. Where's the mustard? Boy, oh boy. Um, I mean, I guess it's it's kind of one of those questions of like, would you have ever found it any other way? Than going through IVF and getting mammogrammed. Right. Yeah, because I think they've changed the recommendation. If you don't have family history, they say you can wait till 50. Wow. It's pretty wild. So. I wonder if she had a family history. Did she say? No, she didn't say. Oh, they made you get a mammogram. They sure did. Yeah, I remember that. And I had to get another one. Yeah. My boobs are fine. Knock on wood. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, Beth, thank you for that. And um, I'm glad that you don't have cancer. You were able to get it removed. Um, are you jumping into another IVF cycle too soon? I don't, I personally don't think so, but it's like all about your comfort level. It doesn't sound like too soon. I think like you're ready. You know yeah, what I mean? You I said you're ready and then you just had a little setback with, yeah. with, with the boob stuff. Yeah. And I think you're still ready. I, I completely agree. So, all righty. Let's hear another voicemail. Okay. Hi, Matt and Dory. Um, I've written in before. I've been listening for I got it. three years. It's been a long time. Um, I, have a, I have a weird signal to send out. Is it from a bird um, sanctuary? I recently, well, not recently. Some really nice birds in, in the background. In November, of her voice I did a transfer 
um, which had a ton of medication, including injectable Lubion, which is like progesterone, but it's not in oil. It's something else. Um, blood thinners, injectable blood thinners, and hydroxychloroquine. And didn't work. Um, plus estrogen, all that stuff. So it didn't work. But shortly after coming off of all that medication, um, I'd say end of November, early December, I started getting weird neurological symptoms in my feet. Like neurological itch, which has now, after, after uh, six months, uh, has progressed to something that seems like tarsal tunnel syndrome. Um, and like entrapped nerves in my feet. So I've got neurological symptoms in my feet. Anyway, back to the timeline. Um, January, I did another retrieval because I'm insane. Um, was extremely stressed out. Um, got put on birth control after that retrieval because I had a cyst. Uh, on birth control, had a bit of a breakdown and decided we were done with IVF. I didn't want to do anything anymore. Went off to birth control. Four days later, got shingles. Jeez. I'm not even joking. <laughs> anyway, um, so that was mid-February to early March. I had the shingles. And um, since then, the symptoms that started in early December, late November, have progressed um, and suck. So um, I'm sending out a weird signal of trying to find out if anyone else has had um, this sort of like neurologic or inflammatory response that is very strange after a transfer or after going off that kind of medication. Hmm. Um, I've had EMGs, MRIs, x-rays. Everything comes back normal, which is fucking, sorry, are you allowed to curse? Yes. Which mm-hmm. is really frustrating. Um, and I now have an appointment with a rheumatologist, even though mm-hmm. my GP said all of my rheumatology tests were normal. So I'm kind of going over his head, seeing rheumatology, seeing an endocrinologist as well. Sure. Um, and maybe they'll find an answer. Um, I wanted to put this out because there is someone else on Instagram I have found that has had this problem, but she had positive labs for for um, a uh, autoimmune issue, and I don't yet. So, anybody sending out the signal? Thanks so much, guys. Um, sending love and hugs. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. So, there's like a nerve thing that makes her foot itch? Yeah. That has got to be so annoying. Especially because, like, I mean, if it's like an internal thing and it's a nerve thing, then there's nothing that's telling you that the itch has been satiated. Right. Oh, my God. Yeah. Sounds awful. I wonder if it's like some sort of, I wonder if it's psychosomatic. No, it can't be. I doubt it is. Well, I think that it's good that you're going to a 
rheumatologist. I uh, wonder if you'd go see a podiatrist if it's in your foot. Anyway, hmm. do you have any thoughts, honey? Um, I would say that this is a medical mystery. This is a this is a classic thing that is odd that someone will be like, mm, "I had it." This then, is a this is a real horses zebras situation. Yes, yes, I agree. I feel like we need to find the zebra. Occam's razor. If you will. Um, okay, well, anyone out there who has yeah. eyes on a zebra? Let us know. Um, all right. Final voicemail. Totally different topic. Okay, I assume. <laughs> Hi, Matt and Dory. This is Ruben out in Boston and, well, technically Brighton. I was just listening to today's show, and I heard you mention about the word count for Henry and having a speech therapist, and uh, you're absolutely right. He's probably fine. Um, we, Our little daughter had the same thing. Uh, she is almost four. She was um, having the same issue where not speaking very many words, and uh, in Boston... I don't know if it's Massachusetts or Boston, but they had early intervention. Our pediatrician um, referred us to them, and they came in and checked her out, and they did a few exercises with her and had us focus on sign language to help her communicate. Um, and all the things combined were really helpful. Um, but, yeah, her words just didn't come until uh, she started uh, her pre-K, her um, K-0, uh, technically, out here. And it was fine. I mean, I know you guys are probably feeling fine about it, but just I, for any other listeners out there that just some children develop a little bit later than others, and it's not a hard and fast rule that they should have a certain number of words at a certain time. And yet at the same time, I'm very glad that we had her checked out by the early intervention yeah. people just to make sure, you know, that there wasn't some underlying condition that um, that we weren't aware of. And so I just wanted to share that. All right. Part of me wonders with Henry if it's like the fact. This sounds crazy. This is going to sound crazy, Dory. Are you ready? Yeah. If it's the fact that we don't really let him watch television. I don't know. Um, because I feel like so much of my, or not my specifically, but I think just so much language just comes from seeing it and hearing it. Yeah, but I think... I think cartoon miles are probably not the... I think that... I, I think for him, it's a function of not having been around a consistent group of kids. I think that will really help yeah, him. Yeah, I mean, I see that for sure. But, like, why do these other kids... Like, why do these other two-year-olds have it? You know, I asked, I, you asked know that, I, mean? I asked that exact question... To whom? To the speech therapist. Yes. And she said, look, every kid's different. Like, for some kids, they might not need that. For Henry, he needs that. And, mm. like, that's just... It is, you know, that's but just I wish you would be is. like, well, it's because those other kids are watching Sesame Street constantly. I mean, I know for a fact that some of the kids who we know who are talking are not watching TV. Hmm. All right. What are they doing? But I would be fine with him watching more Sesame Street. All right. I don't really want him watching more Super Wings. He loves it. I know, but like. The kid, you know, the Super Wings are go, go, go. I know. He's already got words from it. See? Yep. And oh, 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 oh. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, if you want to start showing him Sesame Street, that's fine. I showed him Cocomelon the other day. He was really into it. That's the one with all the singing that yeah. you have on? Songs about like putting on your shoes. <laughs> and he kept, he was like pointing the screen. He was like, mm, mm, mm. And I was like, yep, you put on your shoes he too. Knows. He knows. He's like, I get it. Yeah. You know? I'm, I, sometimes I put on shoes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, the songs are so dumb. Yeah. But he's two so he was like this is awesome that's like the thing with like whenever i see children's entertainer people mm-hmm. i'm like you made money doing this writing these stupid fucking songs mm-hmm. what am i doing playing video games i could i could write a song about it, about putting on your shoes go ahead give me a guitar <laughs> you have a lot in here yep um all right well you know what matt this brings us to the end of today's uh short episode uh like trek shorts like short episodes of star trek that they now that they have on on something what is it paramount now paramount plus is what it's called it's not cbs all access anymore right oh yeah it's paramount plus there you go yeah get that with all your other subscriptions yeah wherever subscriptions are subscribed um but before we go we do have to thank our Patreon supporters. Yes, we do. Without them, I don't know that we'd still be doing the podcast, in all honesty. I agree with that. So, if you want to make sure the podcast keeps going, <laughs> support <laughs> us on Patreon. Um, all right. Thank you to the following Patreon supporters. Uh, here comes Aaron Gudge. Aaron Turley. Frederick Owa. Greg Watchorn. Uh, Greta Truitt. Hannah Crowder. Hillary Berry. Jackie G. Jennifer Steele. Jess Branch. Jesse Hendricks. Jessica Grigsby. Jessica Manolovich. Julia Schulenberg. Manolovich. Manolovich. I said that right. Manolovich. Okay. Julie McLaren. Kane McCall. Kat C. Catherine Lene. Catherine Shimmons. Katie Regan. Kelly Zimmerman. Carrie Mills. Kim Mestra. Christopher Fonagy. Laura. Laura Dodge. Lauren Gleason, the Donkey of Prey. LFB. Liesel. Lindsay Gish. Uh, Linnea Wynn. Lisa. Liz. Marina Breed. Martin Hedegard Peterson. Mary Jo George. Maud Tremblay. Mackenzie Erickson. Magana Prasad. And Melinda Phelps. Thank you all so very much for being so very supportive of this tiny little podcast. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so. Go to patreon.com forward slash excellent adventure and get some bonus episodes while you're at it. We appreciate you. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye.